Hi, everybody. Welcome to The Right Side with Doug Billings. I'm so happy that you're here. One of my dear friends, Karen Kingston, is with me today for a couple of segments in the show. She and I first met in uh, July of this year when I hosted my conference in Branson, Missouri. She's become a fast friend and really a rock star in all of the dissemination of the information about the injection, the jab, its ingredients, its recipe. And she's here again today to talk about this absolutely most evil story that has ever been thrust upon us in the history of mankind, in my opinion, the entire COVID debacle, pandemic, et cetera. And also, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you about an event that I'm a host in December. I'm going to put on another determined patriotism conference in Branson, Missouri, this time during Christmas. And what a gorgeous time of year to be in Branson, Missouri, my friends. We're going to sing hymns of praise, of hope. We're going to worship together, and we're going to hear from some amazing patriots. I have Lynn Wood. I have Dr. Alan Keyes, Clay Clark, Professor David Clements, Seth Keschel, and who it, it wouldn't be complete without Karen Kingston. I'm also talking with General Mike Flynn and Constitutional Authority Chris Ann Hall. Those two are tentative, but the rest will all be there for sure. They're all committed to it. And I want to bring you three days of patriotism, inspiration, and motivation. This is what we've done since the founding, if not before, of our republic, my friends. We've gathered together to give inspiration, hope, motivation, and inspiration, and we've come home with action items that are credible, meaningful, and can stem and turn the tide of this commu-socialist power grab within our republic. Ladies and gentlemen, today, on the right side with Doug Billings, I have Karen Kingston and some incredible news about the COVID evil story. And again, a message of hope at Christmas time, December 3rd, 4th, and 5th in Branson, Missouri. Look for details coming soon this week on my website, DougBillings.us. But right now, Karen Kingston, let's go. What you are experiencing is truth and knowledge in the place where liberal intellectual immaturity is exposed and determined patriotism is born. You're on the right side with Doug Billings. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the right side with Doug Billings here with my friend, Karen Kingston, who together, you know, I had met Karen uh, over the 4th of July weekend this year, and we've become fast friends. And she is absolutely um, rising to the top with regards to COVID information, the details, the data that not only consist of the recipe and the ingredients of, of the jab, but the long-term effects, um, the, the processes by which Pfizer and the, and the FDA and CDC and others should be following that have been completely ignored throughout all this. Suffice it to say, in layman's terms, Karen Kingston has called this out from the beginning, and we were the first um, to partner together. And I've never been more proud of a, of a partner in breaking news stories than I am uh, of my friendship with Karen. So, Karen, thanks again for being with me. And, you know, you, to your credit, and I'm not trying to just simply blow sunshine your way. It's the truth. It's not an ego statement. You were the first to call this out. We have people, um, James O'Keefe and the Project Veritas team, who do excellent work, uh, who are patriots, and and they deserve every amount of, of credit that, that they get. But you uh, came out first on this show, and you have been rocking the world with this information from um, from before um, anyone from before anyone else ever has. So thanks again, and and cheers to you for being brave enough to do that, my friend. Oh, thank you, and again, Doug, I can't thank you enough for giving me a, a platform because this information needs to get out. Godspeed. Um, so the sooner um, more people are educated about the truth, uh, the sooner we can stop this. Um, 
you know, intended uh, harm and death to the American people and, and start turning things around. Right. And, and Karen, we've, I know that our time today is limited. I've, I've got you for a couple of segments. And since time is precious and these topics often take a while to, to unpack, let's get right to it. So I want to talk to you today about the, we have a letter that says, Hey, you've got to get these boosters. You know, the booster shots are now in the news. Everybody is about now, you know, thrusting mandated boosters on us. Um, we have evidence. Now you have evidence. And you're going to talk about how it, it appears as if the long-term data and the studies that we're looking at that, that you've seen would indicate that if you're vaccinated, quote unquote, vaccinated, if you're jabbed with this thing, that over the long haul, you will stand a significant higher chance higher chance of getting COVID in the future. Let's talk about that. Yeah, that's absolutely true. So I have the um, September 17th uh, advisory committee meeting from the FDA when they reviewed the boosters and they did not give um, thumbs up to move ahead with boosters for the general population. Um, they did recommend it originally under emergency use for immune compromised and then for people over the age of 65 based on the data that they looked at. Keep in mind the data that they looked at for people over the age of 65 was a study group of 12 subjects. That's one, two. So there were 12 people, yeah. Um, but what they were also ordered to do, which um, the, the full data was not submitted to the FDA, but um, it was, I guess, noted in this letter, was they were supposed to do a post hoc analysis of those who were in the phase three study. So um, they were supposed to study them past the time of the cutoff dates where they submitted the data. And what they found was those people who were injected, um, the, the, the treatment group with the Pfizer uh, comirnaty version, it's what it was supposed to be. Um, those who were injected at the beginning of the study, um, 10 months out, uh, they had an infection rate of about 7%. And then those who were in the placebo group, um, who then later got injected, and that's a group of about 17,000 subjects, at 4.7 months out, uh, they had an infection rate of 5.2%. And what it, they concluded here was, this data appears to indicate that the incidence of COVID-19 generally increases in each study uh, group participant with increasing time post-dose two. Okay, so just, so just to put this in summary, so keep in mind when they first filed to do the studies, the infection rate was about 1.3% and it looked like it was about 1.5% for the placebo group. Mm -hmm. Now people that are injected, the original group is got a 7% rate. And then the second group, which was injected later, so there's a four month gap, has a 5% infection rate. So what the FDA is saying is time goes on. If you had two do doses, you're more likely to get infected by COVID-19 and that's called antibody dependent enhancement. So because of the mechanism of action, these people actually have a weakened immune system. Their innate immune system, which normally is your white blood cells, your macrophages, just coming out, taking out the uh, virus. You don't even get symptoms. This is why children, teens, and young adults should not get vaccinated because the, the virus never gets into their system to replicate because their white blood cells take it out. And what we've done is we've bypassed our natural immune system, injected you with a synthetic code to produce trillions of uh, disease-causing spike proteins. Our immune system, given by God, our immune system is better. We shouldn't be tampering with it. This, this jab weakens us, is what you're saying. 
it weakens us um, and and that's uh, it weakens your immune system against COVID-19. And that's the good part of the story. Um, the, the bad part of the story, and I, I was talking to Judy Mikovich about this last night, is not just antibody-dependent enhancement, but a next level of that, which um, one author describes as pathogenic um, priming. So, you know, you can actually come have a complete overreaction to the COVID-19, which results in the cytokine storm and mass inflammation. In children, it's called multi-system inflammatory um, syndrome. Um, and then more than that, um, as the spike protein continues to produce in your body through the mRNA, um, and um, because this is a gene therapy um, and it's attaching to certain cells, these pathogenic uh, spike proteins, your body are seeing, um, they're, they're seeing your heart cells, your lung cells, your, your, um, the lining of your cell walls as non-self and attacking that. So what's happening is your own immune system is attacking the major systems and organs of your body. Heart, liver, other um, major organs, everything. Other major organs, yeah. Um, and so it's like too, um, one, one of the things that can happen too is it can attack um, uh, the cells in your, you know, it, it can attack your ability to produce red blood cells, um, to produce them properly and to produce them um, in um, large enough quantities. Uh, it can also, again, attack the lining of your endothelial cells and your capillaries, this, you know, causing them to become sticky like you would in atherosclerosis. Right. So there's a lot of different things that it can, um, that it can do. And um, what, what Dr. Judy and I talked about and what was alarming in this letter is the FD, FDA said, yes, we acknowledge myocarditis, heart inflammation and inflammation of the heart sac happens, but there's no clear mechanism of action. And that's a blatant lie because they told us back in 2020 that they knew the SARS-CoV-2 spike protein binds to the A2 receptors in your heart, lungs, and kidneys. So they knew that the spike protein in and of itself would bind to your heart receptors and cause inflammation. So they knew that. They knew about immunogenicity, right? They knew that you could produce antibodies that attack your cells. So they knew that another thing that could cause heart inflammation um, is antibodies attacking the heart. And so they also knew that um, the cytokine storm could cause massive inflammation of different of different organs, including your heart. So they knew all this stuff. And the problem that J Dr. Judy and, I, and Mike and I talked about yesterday is that there's a whole new plague of diseases that are going to be coming on the American people, and it's never been seen by healthcare providers. So they really need to start talking to specialists and the scientists who understand these rare autoimmune diseases, and they're the ones that come up with the treatments and the therapies. It's not the doctors. If it wasn't for these scientists like Dr. Judy Mikovich, the doctors wouldn't have ways to treat people and they wouldn't understand disease. So if a child or a young adult comes in with heart inflammation and they're like, oh, they assume it's like the norm what normal cause of heart inflammation, and they prescribe the normal therapies, which would be like an A2 inhi inhibitor, well, what if it's Pompe disease? They don't know. Right. They don't know. Right. And and that's that's what's going to happen now, too, is some, you know, they're going to see some symptoms thinking that these are the common um, top 10, top 20 disorders or illnesses they see in the American people. And um, no, this this injection is bringing on 
um, never, be never before seen rare immune mediated diseases in large, in large populations that potentially could happen. It never ceases to amaze me, Karen. And you and I have talked about it. I've said it before that this story, COVID-19, and I know that we're living in a, in a world and in a country here in America where we've got multiple stories on competing levels that are all vying for the worst story ever. <laughs> we have everything from the, the, the theft of an American election to a, a, a complete chaotic event in, in Afghanistan and at, the, at our southern border. But this story, the COVID-19 story, is the single most evil story in the history of mankind, and it continues to unravel upon us. And I'm going to take a quick break. Ladies and gentlemen, Karen Kingston with us today. We're going to be right back. We're going to talk about the cleaning up of the comorbidity, comorbidity the approval of the vaccine, <laughs> the ingredients of it. And if I can say it, I'll practice with Karen on the pronunciation of that word during the break. We'll be right back. Stay with us. The Right Side with Doug Billings. Hey, you guys, I want to tell you again about my friend, the Commander's Artist, one of the top shelf artists in the country. I don't think, in fact, anybody can compare with his patriotic art. It's completely top shelf, and you're going to love this stuff. If you don't already have a patriotic-themed room in your house, you're going to want to create one or hang one of these things in the office. See me on the white stallion right there? He created it. What a beauty. You know, I've been on the auction stage with him. He's the personal commissioned artist, after all, of General Michael Flynn, and he's been commissioned by Sidney Powell. And on the auction stage down in Dallas, I had Flynn right there. I had Sidney Powell right there. And they were competing to see whose portraits would sell for the most money. I can't tell you who won because that would be indiscreet, Sidney. But you don't have to pay tens of thousands of dollars for these things like they did in Dallas at that auction. If you enter my name, Doug, in the promo code, you can get discounts, big discounts. Go to thecommandersartist.com, thecommandersartist.com, promo code Doug. Cheers. The Right Side with Doug Billings. Hi, everybody. I'm going to tell you about a pharmacist, a physician, and a scientist, Dr. Mujan Donaldson. She's the founder of Hair Regrowth Centers Incorporated, and you can find her at hairregrowthcentersinc.com. She's a leading expert in regrowing your own hair. An expert, ladies and gentlemen, regrowing your own hair. Nothing is more natural than that. Plus, it gives you the advantage to uh, just overcome and get away with avoiding the costly and painful transplant process. You can also have the most healthy and natural hair simply by stimulating your own hair follicles. The serum, the compounds that she uses is fully approved and suited for your own individual case. That's how she gets 100% success rates. Really, you owe it to yourself, ladies and gentlemen. Look at these pictures. Evidence of the obvious is sufficient. This goes for men and women alike. Call 831-521-6671 or go to hairregrowthcentersinc.com. The Right Side with Doug Billings. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to The Right Side with Doug Billings, where I dispense as best I can intellectual maturity whenever possible. Right before the break, comorbidity. Karen and I have decided that that's what we're going to be calling the co... What is it, Karen? Co... co comorbidity. Comorbidity. It's so but simple. I think, I so simple so when you say it. But comorbidity <laughs> is more accurate for, as far as what it does. Uh, well, uh, talk, right. talk, talk to us about it because a lot of mail, a lot of emails, you know, you and I ha have talked about the ingredients. Obviously, you came on way before anyone else in the media was talking about it. You've described it. They tried to get the approval of it, and, and, and they're going to have to bring these ingredients forward. So where are we? Walk us through this. 
Um, sure. So when I had said checkmate, game over again, right. I was I was operating in um, in a, a lawful reality because whenever a company gets approval and they they say, hey, you have two weeks to finalize labeling and everything, you want to go straight to market as the only FDA approved product, especially within a. $50 billion U.S. market and growing, right? So you want to do yeah. that. Um, there's there's nothing to indicate that Pfizer hasn't submitted additional follow-up information, and perhaps it hasn't been disclosed to the public. But I do have what they submitted on um, August 23rd, the day they were given approval. And I want to go through that with your um, audience. So let's just go through this. So this was submitted on uh, August 23rd, the day that they were given approval. Um, so what this is, is it talks about uh, the original submission date, which was May 18th, 2021 for FDA approval. What Pfizer does and, and a lot of pharma companies do is they pay what's called a PDUFA fee, which is the Prescription Drug User Act fee. It's about $3 million, give or take a few hundred thousand. Um, and then they're guaranteed within from a six months from that date to get a, an FDA review meeting. Um, probably because of the holidays, this is seven months out. So this was not supposed to be uh, reviewed and approved by the FDA until January 16th, 22nd. Um, so their hand was forced for emergency approval. And I think people are aware of the fact that the CDC has confessed that they were pushing uh, the FDA to accelerate approval because uh, they thought it would increase, decrease vaccine hesitancy by basically taking away our civil liberties and rights to choose. But what I wanted to talk about with your um, audience, Doug, is, is that, um, we talked about is comirnaty the same thing that's in the market and what this um, part of the letter states is the identification of the biological license agreement lots the bla is the actual fda approval and what it says here is that the, the centers for biological and evaluation re, re, research uh, they inquired about which of the lots of comirnaty are compliant with the uh, labeling that they've submitted Mm -hmm. um, upon licensure of community. Because remember, the FDA on August 23rd said, hey, you know, emergency use authorization lots for Pfizer vaccines are the same as community. Well, if you read this letter, it says here that um, they have developed a dear healthcare provider letter to be included with lots considered by the FDA to be compliant with the licensing agreement. Mm -hmm. And the letter explains that some lots labeled for emergency use authorization are also considered compliant with the ingredients of the community version that's approved and they refer the healthcare provider to a website for that information. So what does that mean? That means there's lots that aren't compliant with the formulation of community. That's what that means. Wow. Yeah. So, so we, so it is checkmate. Well, so let's go on with this slide. So, well, it means, Here's the thing is you don't know what's in those vials. And that's what I said. Not the FDA hadn't checked the vials. Right. And yeah, so Pfizer's right. like, well, we check them and we know which ones are what we told the American people they were. And then the other ones, well, we're still not going to tell you that. So here's something else I want to show, because this is what we talked about way back in Branson when I was first there, met you in July. Um, this is the approval process or the process of, of Operation Warp Speed. So in April, Pfizer submitted a new drug application for approval. And then in July, that fast track was granted. Um, and, and then this is just a ridiculous timeline to approval. But this is what's important. They submitted a drug application in April. That means they had already formulated a product, a vaccine to be tested of um, 
of a virus that hadn't even been identified and sequenced until January. So that's just absurd. And then with their initial new drug application, what they're supposed to submit is all the animal trials to prove that it's safe to move into human trials. And again, what we had talked about was they skipped many of those trials and they signed letters of intent. Um, so this is, not only is it unprecedented, it's it's irresponsible and it's reckless and it, you know, the, the consequences, you could say what's happening or what we're going to see happen to the American people are unintended, but I believe this is intended. So part of the reason why is if you take a look at the manufacturing overview, and I'm not going to go through this, but down here, they talk about how the coding sequence um, for the the uh, mRNA, up here they say it's SARS-CoV-2 spike protein, down here they blank out what it is, and we know that there was several different versions in the initial new drug application, um, and then they don't talk about after it's transcribed, um, how it goes from pre-fusion to post-fusion, what happens, so that's really alarming. But now take a look at the ingredients, Doug. Again, the, the, remember I, I showed you that company called Cinepeg that makes yes. the lipids? Okay. Yep. Well, these are the pegylated lipids. Why are part of the ingredients redacted? That doesn't make sense. We, we, we have every right to know of an FDA approved product, what's being injected in us. And do, you then have a, do you have a hunch, Karen? Do you have a hunch what's underneath that redaction? Graphene oxide. Graphene oxide. I mean, I mean, I don't think, I mean, you don't have to watch Blue's Clues to figure that one out. <laughs> sorry. Um, I'm sorry. And then down here, here's an ingredient that's completely redacted. Nothing there. Um, and so, and then this is the inspection of the facilities. Um, so here you see Pfizer. So here's something else people need to understand is that there is not one facility that makes this vaccine. It, it, there's a supply chain. So there are several different facilities that make different components of the vaccine. And then there's a final facility where they're all put together. Um, so this allegedly is the complete list of all that are involved in the supply chain for the production of Comirnaty. Um, so you can see it's Pfizer, Wyeth, Pharmacia. Um, one of the things you might want to note is that uh, there's different classifications, NIA, VIA, or OIA when they do the inspection. So NIA is no action needed um, that or indicated. That means everything's good. VAI means voluntary action, means, means the FDA found and documented objectionable, condition, objectionable conditions, um, but they're not taking any actions to correct them. Okay. Um, and then OAI, OAI means, hey, you guys can't move forward. So just note that some of these were given VAI, which means there's, they documented that things looked wrong. Um, they weren't quite comfortable with it. Okay. Um, but what's important to note is some of them did still make corrections, such as this uh, Wyeth Pharmaceuticals, and they resolved it. Um, others did not make corrections. Now, here's the last three, um, Pfizer, Ireland, and then two other places for production. Again, completely redacted. But what's not even, what's more alarming than that they're redacted is that look at the inspection date. So the inspection date to produce the Pfizer Comirnaty vaccine was done at Pfizer, I uh, Pfizer Ireland on November 4th, 2019. 2019. That doesn't make any sense. No sense. And then this, the, these two other places where they're uh, producing components of the vaccine, the inspection date's redacted. Wow. Yeah, that's a little fishy. Uh, in, in your experience, typically these doc documents are not I assume they're not redacted. Is that correct? They're not redacted. Sometimes, though, you don't always disclose 
um, some you don't always disclose the name and location of some of the manufacturers because um, you don't want your competitors to then know that that facility can do sure. it. So there, there's some. Yeah, but this is look, not that. This is not that. No, this yeah. is not that. And you don't redact <laughs> the ingredients yeah. and you don't redact and you don't do inspections uh, a year, like six months before you even start product development for a disease that you didn't even know existed. Well, Karen, let me ask you this, because in one of our first shows, in fact, the first show that we did um, predating the Project Veritas dump yesterday uh, and, and kudos to them. We, and correct me if I'm wrong, we, we looked at patents that where this thing was created and developed, or at least the beginnings of it in 2002, I believe, if my memory serves. And then they, three days later, they had patented the detection and, and a, a cure or treatment of it. You know, is, is this, I mean, are these dates, did they had this in the hopper all along. And so this is why these dates appear way earlier than they should be normally. Yeah, this, I, I think that's a big part of it. Yeah, I mean, Pfizer contracted with BioNTech to make this vaccine in 2018, and then they started their inspection of the facilities for manufacturing in 2019. The virus, we didn't even know about it until, you know, uh, December 2019 in China, and then yeah. here in the United States, January, February. Right. Like, I got to cut our time short. I'm so sorry. But no, like you're good. Yeah, we, we're, ironically, you, you're, you're taking us right to the break. So we're good. We're, um, Karen, um, I can't thank you enough. Again, uh, I, I love you. I, I care for you. Stay safe out there. I will see you tomorrow in Colorado Springs for the Clay Clark weekend out there. And I look forward to that. I'll see you. Okay, thanks, Doug. God bless. Right. God bless you. you. Ladies and gentlemen, Bye. stay with me. I'll be right back with some other thoughts and more information for you right here. Stay with me. Cheers. The Right Side with Doug Billings. Hey, everybody. Whatever happened to the days when summertime would last forever? Remember those days? Well, it's already back to school time. And if you have a school-aged kid in college, high school, middle school, whatever, who needs help remembering those important facts, figures, and lessons in school, but during test time simply go, goes blank, I've got a perfect solution for you. It's called the Total Recall System. My friend, Greg Gleason, who I've known for 35 years and I trust completely, invented this program and you can get it at memorypowernow.com. Memorypowernow.com and enter the promo code Doug and you'll get a discount. Memorypowernow.com. And by the way, you might use it yourself if you're at that cocktail party when some commu socialist liberal comes up and starts spewing facts and misinformation about anything. You'll have total recall to rebut and refute and win that debate, ladies and gentlemen. Isn't that exciting? MemoryPowerNow.com. Go there today. Cheers. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and as you know, my passion is to help each and every one of you get the best sleep of your life. That's why I created my new Giza Dreams bed sheets. The first night you sleep on my sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. Go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen right now to get your very own MyPillow Giza Dream sheets. When you buy one set of sheets, you'll get another set absolutely free. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the set of The Right Side with Doug Billings. Please make sure that you head over to MyPillow.com. MyPillow.com. Can't imagine that I'm saying those words on my program, but I am. Check them out. MyPillow.com. If you feel like you want to use the phone to place your order, that's okay. 1-800-873-0413. In either case, whether it's MyPillow.com or the phone number, make sure that you use the promo code BECK. That's B 
E K for that great My Pillow product at a great price. Thanks again, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget mypillow.com 1-800-873-0413. And thank you very much indeed for watching us here on the right side with Doug Billings. Cheers. The right side with Doug Billings. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to The Right Side with Doug Billings, where logic, intellectual maturity, freedom, and happiness rain down upon us every day here. That's what we're in search of. And there is every reason to be hopeful out there, ladies and gentlemen. I know that we are in a nightmare. There's no, there's no disputing that. Uh, things are beginning to, to shift. I think you can feel it, can't you? The country, the world is waking up. The, parad the paradox is the nightmare is getting so bad that more people are waking up. And Karen Kingston is one of the key players in waking up the nation and the world with regards to the COVID nightmare and the extreme evil of this story. And again, I'll, I'll say it again and again. In the history of our species as humanity, there has never been a more evil story thrust upon us than the mandates, the jabs, and the vaccine, and the contents, the components, the recipe of this vaccine, this jab, this poison. We have to begin to wake up and speak up against it. Part of the way that we do that is by making complex things simple. And I want to introduce to you a cartoon. Remember the days of Schoolhouse Rock? For those of you that are old enough to remember Saturday morning cartoon time, you know, I'm just a bill. Uh, that, that, that song, Jail, or Jailhouse Rock, that's the Elvis in me coming out. Schoolhouse Rock, where they would explain the processes of government and, and so forth with song. Here is, I'm going to show you a, a movie. It's a cartoon. It's an explanation of what goes on within the context of the jab, its components, and what its potential impact is on human life. Take a look. It's going to be about a 15-minute um, cartoon. It's well worth the time. You should share it. You should watch it. It makes the complex simple, and that's what we need. Ladies and gentlemen, take a look at this. Are you getting the vaccine? They say the only thing that'll save us is the vaccine. The government, media, and celebrities are using fear to force you into something that you may not be sure about. They expect you to roll up your sleeve and do something to your body that can't be undone. I don't know about you, but we have a few questions. So we're going to answer them. Is the vaccine safe? No. According to the FDA, their list of possible adverse event outcomes, aka side effects, from the vaccine includes Guillain-Barre syndrome, acute disseminated encephalomyelitis, transverse myelitis, encephalitis, myelitis, encephalomyelitis, meningoencephalitis, meningitis, encephalopathy, convulsions, fever. Whoa, far too many. We don't have time for this. Kind of makes you wonder. These deaths and injuries are already being reported but rarely by the mainstream media. The U.S. government's VAERS database is collecting some of the reports. People are having cardiac arrest, respiratory arrest, and other severe reactions. You can look up these reports for yourself. This is just a sampling. There are already tens of thousands. Other governments are also collecting this information. Like this recent report from Norway, 23 deaths associated with the COVID-19 vaccination of which 13 have been assessed. These are all the immediate side effects. What about the ones that may kick in within a year or five years or 10 years down the road? 
And what about long-term effects that are passed from parents to children? No one knows. Since these injections are making some people sick, it's no wonder that the CEOs making the experimental injection ran to Congress and got total indemnification from liability through something called the PrEP Act. This means that if you get the shot and that shot injures or kills you, the company that made the injection cannot be held responsible. So why is the injection making people sick? Maybe it's because of what's in those syringes. It's experimental and you're the lab rat. You see, nothing like this has ever been used before. This is not a vaccine. Vaccines are where a microorganism such as a virus is pumped into the body in a small dose so your immune system can respond and begin making antibodies. That's the theory anyway, but that's not what these shots do. This is an experimental injection, and if you get it, congrats! You're part of the biggest mass biological human experiment ever. Because what's in that syringe is not a vaccine any more than this is a fish. So what is it? Here's the idea. This is your body. DNA is in every one of your cells telling your body what to do. mRNA is the messenger that delivers instructions from your DNA to the rest of your body. What they're going to pump into your arm is a synthetic mRNA. Once the syringe is done squeezing all that experimental juice in you, these tiny nanoparticles will punch holes into your cells and carry into your body the mRNA that was made in the lab. Once in your cells, these nanoparticles will instruct your body to make parts of the COVID-19 virus. It's like hacking a computer, but instead of a computer, they're hacking your body to make part of a virus. The COVID injection bypasses your DNA the same way a hacker bypasses the security firewall of a computer. The computer hacker spreads a virus. The injection hacker makes part of the virus. But you're not a machine. So how can you be sure that it's safe and that the only code they're uploading into your cells is the code supposedly to fight COVID-19? Next question. Who loves chemicals? Well, get ready because they're coming to a syringe near you. Pfizer's version of the COVID injection contains a number of experimental and industrial chemicals including ALC0315, a positively charged molecule that helps the nanoparticles form. There is also something called DSPC and potassium chloride, monobasic potassium phosphate, sodium chloride, and dibasic sodium phosphate dehydrate. You can find some of these on the ingredient list of your favorite bag of fertilizer. Mmm, mmm. Can't wait to have that in me. Now, let's look at the mode RNA, or Moderna injection. Their shot contains similar substances, and they also throw in a drug trimethamine because, um, why not? And then there's the SM-102, which is proprietary to the company. Proprietary means that this is their super secret finger-licking good family NRA recipe and they don't have to tell you anything about it. What could big pharma companies be trying to hide? Don't you have the right to know exactly what's being injected into your body and whether or not it's safe? Has the experimental injection been thoroughly tested? No. The FDA's Vaccines and Related Biological Products Advisory Committee decided to approve this experimental injection for emergency use. Arnold Monto presided over the committee. Let's give a listen to see how thorough he was to approve a vaccine for the entire country. 
I completely agree with you that I don't very think quickly. That would be my first question. Uh, the, the other is I said the, one part only. Well, I'm just going to put my hand up again then. <laughs> then you'll go to the bottom of the queue. We really need to keep this. We need to keep it brief. Let's keep the answer relatively short. That's a very big question. We're going to not worry about adaptive uh, and innate immune responses uh, right now. We'll take that offline. I'm going to excuse Dr. Fink from having to answer that part of the question. <laughs> I think we want to stay away from uh, discussions about uh, immune response and other things that could be taken offline. And therefore, our work for the day is done. Pretty thorough, huh? Side note, he has received money from Pfizer as recently as December 2018. Those who are supposed to keep you safe felt it unnecessary to see how the injection affects your brain, kidneys, lungs, or heart. No studies were done to see how the injection reacts with other drugs that you may be taking. No toxicity studies were done on a single dose. No toxicokinetic studies were done to see what happens to these chemicals once they get into your body. No genotoxicity studies were done to see if these chemicals damage your DNA. No carcinogenicity studies were done to determine if these substances cause cancer. They have no idea if this is safe for pregnant women. No studies were done on how the experimental injection affects prenatal and postnatal development in moms or newborns. No studies were done to find out what happens when couples get the injection, and any subsequent children they may have also receive the shot. Look at all those no's. Is the experimental injection effective? Another no. Ask yourself, if the so-called vaccine was effective, why are they still requiring you to wear a mask after you've been vaccinated? And why have some people gotten COVID after being injected? Have you seen these headlines? Well, the clinical trials for the Pfizer experimental injection did not demonstrate that the shot stopped any of the following, getting COVID or getting very sick with COVID or being hospitalized because of COVID or transmitting COVID to others. All the clinical trials proved was that the injections reduced the risk of mild COVID-19 symptoms, like coughing or muscle pain. That's it. How do we know this? Pfizer, the manufacturer, tells us. Moderna. According to the FDA, they don't know if the Moderna injection will protect people for more than two months. They don't know if it will provide any benefit for people who have already tested positive. They don't know if the injection will stop people from dying of COVID. They don't know if the injection prevents the virus from being transmitted from person to person. They don't know if the injection is safe for a large percentage of the population. They don't know if the injection will make getting the disease even worse. I think the theme here is, they don't know. And since they're pushing this experimental injection on us as some sort of an emergency, that must mean there are no other safe and effective treatments for COVID-19, right? Wrong. 
Doctors have found safe, effective, and inexpensive treatments that work well in preventing and treating patients with COVID-19, like ivermectin that's been used safely for more than 30 years. But the government has not supported the use of this effective drug. In fact, there are other therapies like hydroxychloroquine, vitamins D and C, and zinc that physicians have found to be safe and effective in preventing and treating COVID. But the government doesn't want them used either. Is the government silencing doctors? Yes. Critical voices from doctors, scientists, nurses, and other healthcare professionals are being censored. Because if we already have effective therapies against COVID, that would make an experimental injection totally unnecessary. Don't I have a high chance of dying if I don't get the experimental injection? The answer is no. According to the government's own statistics and good old-fashioned math, your chances of surviving COVID-19 without the experimental injection depends on your age group. 0 to 14, survival is 99.9998%. 15 to 44, survival is 99.9931%. 45 to 64, survival is 99.9294%. 65 to 85, survival is 99.6297%. And over 85, survival is 98.2499%. The numbers don't lie. In fact, your chance of being struck by lightning is about the same as your chance of dying from COVID. Do we need an experimental injection for potential lightning strikes? And by the way, remember the so-called vaccine wasn't even proven to stop anyone from dying from COVID anyway. But your chance of surviving COVID is even better than these statistics. Why? Because the case counts and death counts are inflated since the government's COVID test is, according to the leading scientist, useless. The COVID tests are based on PCR. PCR was invented by Dr. Kerry Mullis, who won the Nobel Prize for his invention and said on video from his own mouth, his tests were never designed to tell you if you are sick. Let's listen. And with PCR, if you do it well, you can find almost anything in anybody. PCR is separate from that. It's just a process that's used to make a whole lot of something out of something. That's what also, it is. Um, it's, it's not... It doesn't tell you that you're sick, and it doesn't tell you that the thing you ended up with really was going to hurt you or anything like that. In addition, Anthony Fauci has indicated that most PCR tests are being done wrong and finds dead nucleotides, not infectious virus. In other words, the tests are supposedly finding COVID when there really is no COVID. Let's listen. That if you get a cycle threshold of 35 or more that the chances of it being replication competent are minuscule. Mm. So that if somebody, and you know, we do, we have patients and it's very frustrating for the patients as well as for the physicians. Somebody comes in and they repeat their PCR and it's like 37 cycle threshold. But you never, it, you almost never can culture virus yeah. from a 37 threshold cycle. So the, I think if somebody does come in with 37, 38, even 36, you got to say, you know, it's just it's just dead nucleotides, period. Dead nucleotides, period. Even above 36 cycles? Interesting. Guess what the FDA approved? Up to 40 cycles. 
That means most of your tests that find COVID are not finding COVID. But in Fauci's words, dead nucleotides, fragments in the environment. And finally, the former vice president of Pfizer, one of the companies making the experimental injection, has called the PCR test useless. So if someone dies of COVID and the COVID test is useless, what are they really dying from? Probably the other comorbidities. What's that? It means other diseases, according to the CDC. 94% of all COVID deaths had an average of 2.9 comorbidities. In other words, 94% of the people who supposedly died from COVID had, on average, about three other diseases that could have contributed to their death. Let's recap. Here's what we know. The COVID vaccine is not a vaccine. It's an experimental mRNA injection that hacks your cells and instructs your body to make parts of the COVID-19 virus. It was rushed through clinical trials, skipped proper safety testing, and is already causing a long list of side effects. People are already getting sick and dying from it. The injection was not proven to stop people from contracting COVID, transmitting the virus, or from getting very sick. A complete list of ingredients is unknown because the drug company doesn't have to tell us what's in their syringe. Drug companies sprint it to Congress so they can't be held responsible for when people get sick or die from their so-called vaccine. Ironically, there is immunity. The injection makers are 100% immune from accountability. Safe, effective, and proven therapies for COVID exist and are being ignored and censored. And the number of COVID cases and death counts are wildly exaggerated because the tests on which they are based are useless. The truth is, none of us really know. Why the lockdown? Why the inaccurate PCR testing? Why inflate COVID case and death counts? What's with the rampant censorship? What is the real agenda here? We don't even know what's in those syringes and what will happen to you once the experimental injection gets inside your body. No one knows. But what we do know is that once it's in there, you can't get it out. Don't be bullied into taking a shot that you can never undo. If you want to learn more, go to our resource page and remember, it's your body and your life. You get to decide. All right, ladies and gentlemen, um, a, a cartoon, a powerful cartoon. I'm going to, what I'm going to do with that is I'm going to uh, edit that out of this show and put it as a standalone um episode, a standalone component, a standalone drop so that you can share it. It's about almost 16 minutes long. And um, I'm going to put it up on the website, dougbillings.us, where you can copy the URL there and share it, share the heck out of it. Makes the complex, it makes the deadly, it makes the atrocity simple to understand. And I think it's worth sharing. I don't know who created that cartoon, but um, whoever is out there, if you want to contact me, please do so. And we will get make sure that you get due credit for that. Uh, artist unknown uh, at this point, but we we thought that it was important enough to share, and I think that it needs to be shared throughout every platform that you can, ladies and gentlemen. Look, what we have here now is uh, several issues, and I'm going to be talking a lot about election fraud this week too, uh, and coming up because that should be a key focal point for all of us. Uh, we can't let this story go. We can't let COVID slip through the cracks and begin to fade off because that's what they're trying to do, ladies and gentlemen. That's what the administration always tries to do. And I'm talking, of course, of the administrator Biden 
administration, whereby catastrophe after catastrophe is purposefully, mind you, purposefully thrust upon us. And and then they try to distract us away from it. It's, It's as if they are some sort of an evil magician. Pay no attention to what the left hand is doing, ladies and gentlemen, while I while I while I wipe away or create chaos over here with the other hand. Reminding you that the chaos at the border is purposeful. It might seem accidental, but it's not. Think it through, ladies and gentlemen. Think it through. Opening up the borders to anybody and everybody who wants to come through, not betting them, not making sure that they've been jabbed, not making sure that they've had a COVID test, whereby letting in unknown millions of potential recontaminations of the things. Not that I'm worried about that after all. Remember, I'm the one who tells you that when you see in the headlines, oh my gosh, there's new cases of COVID, new cases of COVID being reported here or there or wherever, that our reaction should be, so what? That should be our collective reaction and we need to begin to unify behind that reaction. So what? Why, Doug? Why would we say, so what? There's new cases. Isn't that a big deal? No, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal at all. The media lies and they mix truths with lies in order to distract and fool us, to get us set up to believe that the worst case scenario, which is a pure fiction, might really be upon us. Look, how could it possibly be a big deal when a virus that has a statistical 100% survival rate is increasing in its numbers? Why is that a big deal? We're going to survive it. Now, look, you're going to, my critics and those of you that think I'm a kook, and there might be a lot of you. We'll say, well, wait a minute, Doug, I I know someone who's died of COVID Um, with all due respect to the dead and God rest their souls. um, The chances that you knew someone who died specifically and only from COVID are remote at best. Remote. What you who you know is is someone who died of multiple pre-existing medical conditions who just happened to have COVID. COVID didn't kill them. Their pre-existing medical conditions did. And that's the distinction. And that's the that's the truth that we need to begin to stand up for. Now, look, every death is tragic. Are there people out there that have died specifically and only from COVID? Yes. But only 0.0346% of the deaths out there fit that category. Everyone else has died of pre-existing medical conditions. We we now know that the jab contains poison. That's been proven. It's verified. Stand up. Unify, my friends. The time for writing letters and emails to senators and congressmen are over. It's time to peacefully demonstrate, peacefully take to the streets. As Poland did in the days of Reagan, when they were overcoming the grip of communism, so now today in the United States must we also take to the streets. Peacefully, massively take to the streets. That's the cure to this madness. And I believe you're ready to do it. And we'll meet in prayer about all of that. I'll be right back with some closing thoughts right after this. The Right Side with Doug Billings. Hi, everybody. I want to tell you about 21st Century Intellectual Property. 21st CIP and Dr. Kelly Hollowell, the founder. Dr. Hollowell, PhD, founded 21st CIP to protect you. If you need help with patents, trademarks, contracts, and litigation. Kelly and her team at 21st CIP will protect you. She's got a team of attorneys and scientists 
around the world, ladies and gentlemen, and they are ready to protect you. Reach out to them at www.21stcip.com, www.21stcip.com, or you can call them at 757-222-8032, 757-222-8032,21stcip.com. love your car and when you get in an accident you'd love to get it back as soon as possible and looking like new we're jerome's collision center and when you need us we'll be there for you jerome's collision center find out for yourself the right side with doug billings Hi, everybody. Welcome back to The Right Side with Doug Billings, where we meet in determined prayer and determined patriotism every day. You know that. The determined prayer part is the, the easy part, really, because we, we enter into that prayer in the comfort of our prayer room, our prayer closet, our home, our church, our synagogue, wherever. The determined patriotism part is the hard work of it all, isn't it? It's the getting involved as we, the people in the local level, and taking to the streets together collectively and peacefully to make sure that we reclaim uh, the power and the rights that the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence and our Bill of Rights bestow upon we, the people. And part of the way that we do this is that we gather together in, as, as a group of, of patriots. And there is real hope and real purpose in these gatherings of patriots across the country. You've heard of many of them. I want to talk to you about one that I'm sponsoring. Some of you may remember the one we had back in on Independence Day in Branson, Missouri. We're having another one. This December, December 3rd, 4th, and 5th in Branson, Missouri, Christmas time in Branson is really a special time, ladies and gentlemen. It's beautiful, gorgeous, it's, it's spiritual, uh, and it's going to do our hearts well to set the tone for the holidays on December 3rd, 4th, and 5th in Branson, Missouri. I already have a list of incredible speakers lined up for you. Lynn Wood will be there. Dr. Alan Keyes, Clay Clark. We'll have Professor David Clements, Seth Keschel, Karen Kingston will be there. Of course, I'll be there hosting it and meeting you. December happens to be my birthday month. Later in that month, on the 25th of December, I was born many, many moons ago, and it's one of my favorite times of year, Christmas time, and I'd like to share it with you in Branson, Missouri. I want to meet you. Every one of you who attend this event will be a VIP. There are affordable packages that will be available. I'll be listing the website uh, within the next few days on my website where you can begin to buy tickets and reserve a spot. You'll want to make sure that you do it, ladies and gentlemen. These are ways that patriots since before the founding of our republic have, have done it, have gathered together, supported each other, inspired each other, given each other action items, actionable calls to action whereby we can go back home and then do what we call determined patriotism. And we, we need to. We need to not let the Satan um, spell and the Satan demon of cynicism creep in. Because that demon is real, ladies and gentlemen. And when that demon grabs hold of you, you would be inclined to think, well, these kinds of gatherings are useless. They do no good. They, they, we need to do something else. That's the demon of cynicism, my friends. So join us, won't you? Christmas time in Branson, Missouri, December 3rd, 4th, and 5th. 
this year. Details coming soon this week. I hope to have the website up to register. You'll see links to the event on my website, dougbillings.us. And remember, there are special privileges for those of you who become legacy members on the website. So when you go to dougbillings.us, look up the sponsorship and membership tab over there and sign up. And it's very affordable. This is what helps us sustain the show, bring on the guests that you want to hear from and about, and it helps us disseminate and gather and then share information to you. It brings the entire program to you. DougBillings.us, go to the membership tab, become a legacy member, and you'll get special discounts and perks when the Branson event and other events come forward to you. December 3rd, 4th, and 5th, my friends, I want to meet you. You'll all be VIPs. You'll all have access to all of those guests that I listed. Lynn Wood, Dr. Alan Keyes, Clay Clark, Seth Keschel, Dr. D- uh, Professor David Clements, Karen Kingston, myself. And, you know, I'm also in discussions with General Mike Flynn and Constitutional Authority Chris Ann Hall. So we'll see you, I hope, in Christmas at Branson, December 3rd, 4th and 5th. Ladies and gentlemen, check it out on the website. Keep your eyes and ears open for that one. We will enjoy Christmas time together and we will sing hymns of praise hymns of glory, and we'll worship together. And I can't wait, truly. God bless you, ladies and gentlemen. Until the next time, be safe, be prayerful, and be hopeful because you have a pack of blessings on your back. I'll see you again on the next edition of The Right Side with Doug Billings, my friends. Cheers. I'm Mike Lindell, and as you know, my passion is to help each and every one of you get the best sleep of your life. That's why I created my new Giza Dreams bed sheets. I started by using the world's best cotton called Giza. It's only grown in a region between the Sahara Desert, the Mediterranean Sea, and the Nile River. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. My Giza sheets also include full 21-inch wide pillowcases that will fit over any pillow and deep pocket sheets that will fit over any mattress. The first night you sleep on my sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. Go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen right now to get your very own MyPillow Giza Dream Sheets. Giza Dream Sheets are available in a variety of colors. Use your promo code and for a limited time, when you buy one set of sheets, you'll get another set absolutely free. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Welcome to No Apologies, your after-hours oasis of sanity. God, your ego is so tiny um, and fragile. I'm Rick Becker. And I'm Lori Hins. Make no mistake, folks, we lost. Again, we lost the war in Afghanistan. Dynamic. There's nothing nothing wrong with rattling the cages of the old guard. Your retreat begins at 9 central on Beck News and online at beck.news. We're the ladies of another view. <laughs> I've got, I'll have the mic after you're off, buddy. Bringing our take on local issues. Tell us and you have to show us that you've been vaccinated. What an invasion of privacy. I don't even know what happened to HIPAA. With views you won't see anywhere else. What are we doing? You know, we're, we're compassionate human beings and our leadership is doing just the opposite. Catch us weekdays at 4.30 Central on Beck News and online at Beck.News.